Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible. Head over to audibletrial.com slash jumbled and get your free 30-day trial and a free audiobook. They've got all of the audiobooks that you could want or need in any conceivable amount of time. So head over and grab one. You can thank us later. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to Jumbled, your favorite podcast about nothing. I'm Zach, and Johnny's not here with me in the intro this week, and that's because Johnny recorded separately this week with a friend. Uh, They covered the conspiracy theory episode we've been teasing. Um, I didn't have anything to to talk about this episode, uh, so I just let Johnny run wild with it. And uh, I haven't listened to anything, so we're both going to be surprised. Uh, both being you and me, listener. And uh, I think it's going to be a good one, though. So stick around. Uh, But first, let's get into fact-checking with Mike. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, Mike here, the bigger, stronger, faster, sexier silverback. I want to start off today, congrats on making a list, boys. I heard you are... Big in Japan, perfect. Uh, I get to start with some facts. Uh, From the last episode, episode 54, Daylight Savings Time... Basically, the reason they use it is to make better use of daylight, which makes sense. Uh, Black Panther director Ryan Coogler. I don't really know how to pronounce that, but he is, yeah, he is black as well. Good, good for him. Um, Awesome Powers 4. Mike Myers said he would do it, but there's no money or official plans in doing it. Um, Sherbert or Sherbet. Sherbet was actually the original name used mostly in the 1900s, but in the 2000s, apparently, Sherbert is now the more common English name. So you guys can fight over that one. I'm not really sure who wins. Uh, Social media, most people spend an hour and 40 minutes a day on it. The majority of it would be Facebook. Um, Actually, social media is almost to the point where it's beating out TV now. For the most used waste of our time, basically. Uh, yeah, that's it. I want to talk about a couple things. Um, Star Wars is amazing. I don't know what the fuck John's talking about, but I think it's awesome. I love it. Especially those movies made at that time period. With all the significance that they had. It was great. Sure, there were some flaws, but everything has flaws. Uh, that's it. Uh, topic. Oh, you guys want a topic to talk about? I was thinking you guys should talk about John's bullfrog. You had mentioned his tiny penis in this episode, so I was thinking you should ask him about his bullfrog and his nut training in high school. And that's it. I'm out.
Thanks, Mike. We're going to hold off on responding to any of your facts until Johnny's back in the building uh, on a on a simultaneously recorded episode with me. Uh, and then we'll just double it up what next week or whatever. Uh, but anyway, uh, thanks, Mike. And I'm sure that the boys are going to give you something to talk about this week with the conspiracy episode. I hope you all enjoy it. And I will talk to you guys here in a bit with another message from our sponsor. And then, of course, at the end. But enjoy. Hey, everybody. This is Jumbled Podcast with an exciting episode for you. We are finally getting to episode one of the Conspiracy Series. I almost lost my words there. Um, Zach is unfortunately not here with us tonight. He is taking care of some other important duties. So we thought we would take this time to... Uh, to showcase this new series that we've been talking about for a while, um, we do have a special guest. So you don't have to listen to me mumble on about uh, theories that I'm not as well educated as I should have been in preparation. Um, so our special guest today is my dear friend, Jer. Um, I've known Jer for basically my entire life. And uh, over the past few years, he has definitely developed an education and a taste for several conspiracy theories. So we're going to dig into one of them tonight. And if you guys like it, um, we'll tease out some other ones that we want to investigate that we have gotten a couple um, that we have in mind. So now introducing my dear friend, Jer, if you want to take a moment to tell us about yourself and uh, what got you into uh, researching conspiracy theories in general, but also um, the topic of tonight, which is aliens. Well, first off, I would like to say thank you very much to you and Zach for having me on. This is an absolute pleasure. Uh, very excited to do this podcast with you guys tonight and to, with your followers. And uh, about myself, so um, I'm 30, live in uh, Canada, another Canadian. And, the Canadian uh, invasion, it's coming. Oh, it is. It is. And uh, what got me into it was something very basic. It's not that I was ever very really gravitated to these things. It's just a lot of things didn't make sense to me as in... You know, people would say, ah, the world is this way. And I'm like, well, why the hell is it that way? This makes no sense. Like, there's a lot of things about it that just didn't make sense to me. So I started looking for myself and I ended up finding, I guess, what you call conspiracy theories. But, you know, as you look into it more and more, you start to um, see patterns and things that it's hard to ignore. And then you just keep going deeper and deeper down the rabbit hole. And what you find is very interesting. Like you have to have a very open mind looking into it because some of it can be very daunting. But uh, yeah, it's, it, just, it is what it is. I just want to know the truth. Ultimately, I don't care what it is. I just want to know what it is. Yeah, for sure. So, so one of the things that have come to mind over the, you know, over the conversations that you and I have had and the information that you've shared with me, and, and we'll get into the details of, of <clears throat> excuse me, why I think this is true. But do you, do you feel that part of, especially with, a lot of the theories around aliens and you know light and dark that there there's almost a a religious aspect to it well there's definitely a religious aspect to it but if you look into it more you kind of um discover that there's a possibility that every religion on the planet has come from the influence of possibly extraterrestrials that are trying to bestow information upon us but we unfortunately continually turn it into a religion or like a control structure and there's uh, values and philosophies that are in each religion that are very good towards uh, treating your neighbor right uh, love and 
being very respectful and having an open heart and doing what you need to for other people. But on the the other side of that, there's also a lot of rules that don't make a lot of sense, like telling someone they're going to burn for eternity if you don't follow this, this set amount of rules. So there's, you know, it's it's a possibility that there's been influence in all these religions. Um, but there's also a human element to it where, like, multiple religions have been written by multiple authors throughout different periods of times. They've been revised many times. So... Yeah, there's definitely a connection there, but it's it's hard to know where the lines are blurred. And also because as far as I know, there is no such thing as they don't have religions. Like it's just it is like there's a known. It's not a it's not a belief. It's a known to them. Mm-hmm. So let's let's dig into this, the the basics here, because I think that 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 helping explain that will kind of bring forth that perspective that I have or that connection um, where I start looking, you know, at, at the religion of, of the light versus the, the dark. Is that correct? You could call it whatever you want. It's positive and negative. It's, it's duality. It's, that's ultimately what it is. All right. So, so tell us about who the positive aliens are and what is their purpose? What, like, why, why are they, why do they exist? Um, what are their goals? How do they, you know, influence humanity? Well, first I'll start off with saying like every bit of information I have, there's no like smoking gun evidence for anything, right? A lot of this is you got to piece it together and just kind of do the best you can with what you have to work with because if you, as obviously as you dig into this more and more, you find out that they don't, you know, they don't exactly want you to know the truth. And by they, I mean, I don't know what you'd call it, but people that don't want us to be free as we could be or to share the technology that they may have or to share all the truth that they may know. Um, and sorry, you rephrase the question one more time. I just want to make sure I'm clear on what, uh, what you're asking. Uh, just give us the, the background, the history on the, the positive alien. So again, you know, their, their purpose, what, what motivates them? How are they influencing humanity? What's their involvement with us? Are we part of them? What what is all that? What does that all look Man, like? Man, that's to you? a yeah, that's a loaded question. <laughs> <laughs> I know shit. we only have an hour, so we'll we'll go as get as much through as we can. But just to you know, give a, a quick background into it all. Okay, well, I mean, if you're looking for a specific name or title to these beings, like there is, there's many of them. Like they they don't. There's not exactly one that does it all. It, it, they don't even look at it. Uh, between species, they don't even look at it as really a difference because the way that they look at it is you are basically a physical body with a mind occupied by a soul in in this dimension of physicality. And whether you're positive or negative, you can look both ways, but it's just how the actions you do. And around Earth, for anyways, the one of the names that come up quite a bit is uh, the Pleiadians. And the reason they're called the Pleiadians is because the constellation that they come from, we call the Pleiades constellation. And uh, they are supposedly a – they look human. There are, there are many species that are very human-looking with some variances. Like, for example, from what I've read and heard, the Pleiadians, they're taller. They're about six to eight feet tall. They almost look like elves out of Lord of the Ring. Um, they're very fair, very intelligent. Their purpose is the way they do things is that they, as far as I know, they, uh, 
they basically tend to the flock if you want to say that like they beings that are of lower density than them it is kind of their responsibility to be mentors and as for earth right now with the way that we are uh, i mean the best way you could describe it as far as i know is uh there's tribes that exist today on earth for like for just to give you an example that they are still very primitive and because of that societies have basically quarantined them because every time someone tries to go to communicate with them they typically react violently and that's kind of what we're like these beings are trying to you know they want to communicate with us they'd like to introduce us to the galactic family they'd like to you know educate us on a lot of things they have no interest as far as i know of controlling us that's not what they're about they're about free will um and they essentially just want to do what's like they want to help us that's that's really it any way they can but they're also extremely old compared to us they understand that you cannot just you know kind of uh, teach someone into maturity it kind of has to be something you go through on your own which in human history you know we've had many wars there's been much conflict uh, there's a lot of things that we still have to learn. There's a lot of things that we still have to learn how to do better. And it's our responsibility to do that, not theirs. They're just here to help if they can and to make sure that we they can hopefully stop us from blowing ourselves up. So you refer to them um, in being a, a different density. So could you take a moment just to bring the listeners up to speed on the different densities and, and what that means? It's like a dimension or density is... You know, different planes of existence where in each one, there's almost like a different scope of reality. Like uh, the everything just gets more expanded. So in our third density is the one they say that we're in. And third density consists of physicality, time and space. And it, it is what it is. Like it's very slow moving comparative to or compared to fourth density, which is much more lighter. It's almost like a, like you, people may have heard of like the astral plane or places like that or lucid dreaming. It's fourth density is almost like that's almost where they reside. I don't know exactly because obviously a lot of this stuff is open-ended and can be interpreted different ways, but essentially that's it. They don't, they're not bound to this physical dimension. They can travel outside of it. And almost every extraterrestrial species species once they um get to a certain point in technology they can travel through time and and like they're time travelers and they can travel faster than the speed of light and the way they do that is through anti-gravity they use uh, zero point energy and they use um they're basically able to change the frequency that they're in so if you were to think another another way of looking at dimensions think of it as octaves of uh, music or notes of music as you go up you can go up one whole octave and you're at the same note but you just went up multiple dimensions that's it's almost the same way if that makes sense i hope it does i know this can be very confusing to explain to people it's something that i would definitely recommend you read up on for a better explanation so how how does a, a species like humanity move densities it's just part of natural evolution it's a it's a thing that will inevitably happen and has happened to all of our uh all like all the ets that exist they've all gone through the same thing in their past like and i guess this brings in reincarnation uh the difference between them and us is they remember we don't we go through apparently a veil every time we come down and reincarnate they don't they 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 get past this they transcend or get to enlightenment whatever you want to call it and they uh 
they can review their past lives. They, they have the entirety of all the lessons they've learned through them and they have a ton of wisdom and we're kind of getting through there. Like we're currently in the shift of it from what they say. Like we're, we're currently in the uh, transition into fourth density now. So what, what would it we takes need a very to long accomplish time. to get like, mm. what would be the goals of like, is it world peace? Cause when you talk about these beings, I, I imagine that, you know, they're past so much of the pettiness that humanity thrives within, if that makes sense. Is it, is it a, a technology breakthrough, a certain level? Is it multiple things it, you know, that, that piece about reincarnation and is that referring to, to a soul that, and it's, so it's, it's more about the phase of the soul than it is of the physical being. Well, I mean, to sit here to tell you that this is what they expect would be, you know, incorrect. I, I think that's ultimately up to us as a collective to figure out. I don't think there's any one answer. I think we need to definitely uh, come together. We need to unify. We need to break down a lot of the division that exists. A lot of it is ridiculous division, too. That's just, you know, it just creates chaos and it just creates more fighting. And we need to start isolating the the real issues that we need to focus on and just knock things off one by one by one. But really come together and, and live in harmony with the planet and with each other. I think that's really what it comes out is just being responsible. Like if you're going to live on this planet, don't destroy it. Don't destroy something so beautiful that it like, literally holds you to its chest and that, you know, gives you life and warmth and comfort and all the food that you've ever eaten or eaten. Like don't, you know what I mean? I, I hope that it makes sense, but just yeah. be responsible. So and kind. Can we, can we dive into this reincarnation bit a bit and like talking about so are, are we as humans, uh, you know, according to this theory, reincarnating and, and what does that look like and how, you know, our reincarnation is obviously different than than the positives, knowing that they seem to maintain, you know, memories of their of their past lives as they as they continue to grow. So what does that what does that look like for humans? What's the what's the process for, you know, our reincarnation? Well, so. I guess the first thing would be, you know, you'd have to look at yourself as more than just a human. You're, you're a soul and you're eternal. Uh, you can go when you are not incarnated, uh, you can go wherever the hell you want. Like you can choose to do your third density experience wherever the hell you want. It's your choice. That's the whole point of free will. And when you come through here, like I said, you forget. You willingly forget. You, you're signing on the dotted line saying, yeah, I'm going in here. I will don't know what I'm going to run into uh, and I'm going to forget. But the reason I do it is because when you don't know that you're eternal and you feel that you're mortal, uh, everything is different. Like the when you do anything, it, it's for the first time and could possibly be for the last time. Like there's a there's a finite your existence is finite in your mind because you don't know what lies on the other side and no one knows what lies on the other side for sure. So everything you do here has just a different vibe to it. Whereas if you were to do the same things, knowing you're eternal, you get what I mean. There, there's kind of um, the urgency's gone. The the danger's yeah. gone. The 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 you stuff would, that would, makes it exciting. You take more risks. I imagine. You're right. You're, there's you know well, you're going to come like, back, or you have the option to come back, or there's something else for you. So you, yeah. you remove that uh, that YOLO aspect, I guess, to be to be yeah, hit I, with the kids. 
And I'm not saying that that's the sole reason or that that's, you know, why it's just, that's one of the things that, you know, I have read and I do agree with, and there are other reasons, but, and you can, it's be good for people to explore that, like go and look into it. There's a lot to learn about these things. There's not just one thing that works per subject either. It's very, very, very broad. You can talk about this for shit for hours. So can you take a moment and talk about the connection between this reincarnation and abductions? Obviously, you know, the world is is so fixated on abductions and what happens when you get abducted and it's, you know, depicted in movies as a terrifying, scary experience and that, you know, humans are being experimented on like cattle. Um, everyone knows about the old anal probe. And so, so what is, what, uh, you know, based on your reading is an as an actual abduction and, and what was the purpose behind it? Um, and, and what, what do you think actually takes place during one? So, with abductions, there's this very interesting narrative that comes with this. And it's that most of the individuals that seem to get abducted have a history uh, where their family or themselves were in the military. Um, and from a lot of the – there's like there are whistleblowers that have come forward, uh, obviously unconfirmed, uh, but – there are whistleblowers that have come forward and have testified about these abductions. A lot of they say a lot of the abductions, and the, and if anyone wants to know more about this subject, I would recommend you watch uh, Unacknowledged. It's on Netflix, uh, made by Dr. Stephen Greer, and a lot of these abductions apparently are done by uh, like the human, like our secret space program, and they're done for the purpose, as far as I know, to scare people, like you just said. And uh, they want people to be scared of what's in the sky. They want people to fear. They want, in general, they want people scared because fear. People that are scared are easier to control. People that are strong and independent and think for themselves are harder to control. Right. Yeah. And so, if, as for why they do it, it's experiments. It's blood. Uh, they kidnap sometimes, or they, sometimes they'll abduct women because one of the extraterrestrial species that are negatively associated. And you need to understand, just because a species like I'm going to say the gray aliens, for example, are negative, not that doesn't mean all of them are. Like you can have positives and negatives with both race, so you can't blanket it to one species. Mm-hmm. But they. They're trying to make hybrids basically with our genetics and theirs because their species, from what I know, were uh, they were messed with to the point where they can't even reproduce. So what would be – so you, you kind of touched based on uh, the, the negative side of abductions and then the, the human space program experiment piece, the fear piece – so what mm-hmm. would what would take place, you know, in in a positive if in a positive were to a, do an abduction? What would be the so purpose behind that? There's a there's rules that they have to follow. They can't just come in and abduct anybody. It doesn't work that way. If they want to abduct someone for whatever reason, whether it be scientific or whether it be like they're trying to aid humanity or whatever, they need one of their own to incarnate as a human, go through the veil. They'll forget who they were. And then they need them to, before they do this, they have to agree to be abducted. Like they basically have to give their consent that you can come and get me. And then they can do it and then they can fill them in on the blanks. And that's how the positives do it. And they'll always do it in a very 
you know, they'll always make you feel comfortable. They'll always try to reassure you. They'll always basically they'll try to be, do the best they can to make sure you're comfortable and you're not scared. Hmm. Yeah. As far as I know. So I think that's a pretty good background on, on the positives. Is there anything else that you would maybe want to add that, that I'm not asking or not aware of, or. I mean, it's such a broad field and there's so many different, and there's so many different ways it could go. It's hard to like pull it out of a hat like that. Um, It's easier if someone asks questions, to be honest. So what would be, so the, the duality of the positives and the negatives, I I mean, I think there's, there's some obvious, you know, insight into, into the main purpose. So, so basically the positives are, are trying to help humanity progress through the density phases to become, you know, higher level beings. So tell us about the negatives then. What is their purpose and how are they interacting with, with humans? Uh, an easy way to sum up how they are, I guess, would be to take everything good and invert it. And that's essentially how they live. Uh, they don't, you know, where you would protect innocence, they want to terrorize it. Where you would want life to flourish, they want it to be extinguished or controlled. Where you'd want, you know, free will for all, they want slavery for all. It's pretty much it. And then because, you know, the way that if everyone wonders, well, why don't they just come down here and just take us over? If, you know, if they're that advanced, why don't they just do that? Well, there's a, there's a cosmic law, and the reality is the good guys outnumber the bad guys 91 to, like 91% are good. Like that's one great thing is that, you know, I, and I've heard this from, from multiple whistleblowers and contactees that 91% of the galaxy is apparently positively orientated, which is freaking fantastic. Like that is like, if that is true, fucking a, and these assholes, the negatives, they they have to follow the rules and the rules are you it's basically like a devil in a sorry about that john it's like a devil in a and an angel on your shoulder and that's the influence they can have is they can just whisper so they, are we, they can are we influence but they can't directly intervene are we basically you know chess pieces between these two two sides of of alien life i don't want to say species because you mentioned there's there's sounds like there's multiple species on on each alignment but are they are they basically fighting over you know our our souls and and then the the question i understand the positive side of, of helping other beings move densities but what what is the what is the motivation for for the negatives to you know is controlling earth really that that big of a deal is it are we that much of a prize uh, like i just that's that's the piece that i really struggle with i can understand the positive yeah. side but the, you know, the negative side of we we rule the world well does that really matter when you can travel the universe well did, what they're what they're going for is not you know quite the earth they they can't have the earth like uh the earth belongs to everybody uh it but what they're going for is something much more valuable that's your soul Okay, so, so how how do they capture the soul, and then what do they what do they do with it? They need you know? to willingly give up. Like they need you to basically give, like willingly give up your free will. That's the whole game. They're they're. It's like it's like sending a rat through a maze, and you're trying to uh, basically guide him to the way you want him to go. And that's what they're trying to do to us. And that's what they have been doing for, you know, quite a long time. If, yeah. 
That's what so, that's what the narrative pretty much is. They've been trying to do this for a very long time. It's not something that you can do quickly. So I give I give up my soul. What do they do with it? Do I cease to exist or is my soul in some kind of other dimension prison that they're feeding off of it or are they like using it for energy? What is what does that look like? What it, what is their drive? Why do they want souls? I truly don't know the full answer to that. And I, I as well would like to know that because I don't know the end details of it. I know like kind of the narrative of the story of what they're trying to do. Um, I don't know why. Probably just because they're assholes. I don't know. I, I wish I did know the answer to that. And I'm sure there probably is out there. I may have read it before. I just can't right now. I can't say and I don't want to give something that's incorrect. Yeah, that's fair. Even no, though all no of this could be incorrect, which I'll I know remind I'm, you all, be very, <laughs> don't, yeah, whenever you hear all this stuff, you got to take it with a grain of salt and you really got to do your own research is what I would suggest to you. Don't just believe anything anyone else tells you. Yes, absolutely. And I think you bring up a good point. So as our listeners know, we do have a new fact checker, but we are going to leave the fact checker out of this series of episodes just because it. I think it is really important for for people to do their own research and to look into things themselves and and what jared is doing is just he's really just providing a a a good service to uh jumble podcast and sharing the information that that he's learned um and as he you know he's he's expressed multiple times that he's not he's not here to convince anyone it's just sharing the information um and encouraging people who are interested to uh to look out and i will i made a note jared to uh at the end of the podcast to uh to ask you to give some some examples of resources for uh, where people can go. So in our in our conversations, um, or some of our recent conversations, you talked a bit about the linkage between the positives and the negatives, and you know current political pieces. And we and we we talked a bit about beforehand in preparation for the episode that we wouldn't get too political. It, it is something that we are, are are working as a podcast to stay away from. But I find it very interesting. Um, again, that duality between good and bad, um, and, uh, and, and how it applies to modern civilization. And, and you talk about the, the goal of, you know, harvesting our souls. And so the, so the, the positives are again, pushing us to, to be better. And, and the negatives are, are basically trying to capture us, um, and how they, you know, they use modern civilization through you know media and politics and and all that so what is what is the connection and you know the 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 big picture of of how that battle is taking place for for humanity between these these two um groups of of beings well imagine like a five-dimensional chessboard and on the bottom tier is basically us so things at our level and then you have the next tier up which would be like the intelligence community You'd have the next tier up, which would be probably the SSP, like the secret space program. And then after that, you'd have the extraterrestrials themselves. Uh, so I guess four-dimensional. But you could add five. There's multiple layers to that whole portion. Mm-hmm. And how it comes down to be on our level is basically they'll push. You know, they have an agenda. They have a narrative. They have operatives that are part are privy to a lot of this stuff that are placed in powerful um, positions and then at the same time, you've got people that are genuinely, you know, they're patriots. They believe in humanity and they believe in, uh, they believe that there is a better future for us and that we deserve one and that we can make one. And that's where you see the conflict. Like, I, I don't know if people are privy to like QAnon, 
but the QAnon thing that's been going on right now on 4chan and 8chan, you know, that if you go and re- read up some of that stuff, that paints a pretty good picture of kind of what's going on right now is you've got, um, you've got, you know, negative influences trying to push us in a direction that is not, you know, part of us. It's it just, it's totally detached from what I think people really want. Uh, and they're going to try and just keep saying a lie as many times as they need to until you just go, okay, yeah, that's what it is. That's, that's essentially it. And it's like, you just can't break. You gotta, you gotta so, just be independent and think for is, yourself. Is, is the concern from the negative side or, or why the, this battle exists is that if we, if humanity enters the next level, would we become too powerful for them to, to control or to, you know, to capture our souls? So is that, is that like the big, their big concern is that, you know, if the positives have too much influence with, with humanity and that we, you know, discover the next, the next, um, I don't, I don't want to say dimension, but the next level of existence. And at that point, the negatives will be written off. And does that maybe explain why there's such a bigger force of positive than there is negative? I know that's, I'm throwing a lot of couple of questions at you here. So. No, yeah, it's fine. And like the best thing I can do is speculate just from what I know. And uh, from what I know about the negatives, from what's been shared is they're not higher density. Like at least the ones that are involved with us are not quite the same. Like they've almost... If you were to look at um, advancement in two different categories, and if you were to look at it as technological, so more like left brain orientated, and then if you were to look at it as spiritual, more right brain orientated, uh, the positives are balanced in both ways. On that, the the negatives are much more to the left, like far far left brain orientated. They're very analytical, technological, and they don't have the same spiritual capacity. So going beyond, I guess, would, yeah, I guess, would put it out of their reach maybe, but I don't think that's the case for all of them. I don't know. I'd be very – I would love one day to sit down with a friendly extraterrestrial and just clear some of this shit up myself because I would love – like I do talk about this forever because I just feel like I said very curious. I just want to know. Um, yeah, I, I think that's, you know, this the similar perspective I have with, with religion – in general, um, I mean, we obviously grew up going to religious schools, and I think you know our core group of friends have wandered away from religion. And, and I, I, I jokingly say I'm an atheist, but I, I think truthfully I'm maybe more agnostic than anything. I, I like the idea that there is a being, but to me, it's like, why don't you just come down and say, "Hey, I exist. Don't be a shit person, and there's a great afterlife for you." And wouldn't that just fix everything? And you get into the conversations of free will and all that, but I, I find that an interesting connection and, and a and a conversation around, you know, a lot of the people that dispute the you know aliens in general, you know, try and use math, and then there's math that says that it's it's quite possible because we don't know all the all the planets, and that you know, statistically speaking, there could be a planet that that you know could support life, and it could be older than us, and and whatnot. Um, but then people say, well, if, if aliens actually existed, we would know about them already because they would have been so far advanced from us 
and that they would be, you know, coming to earth to conquer and to harvest, whether it's, you know, natural resources, water, wood, people to eat, you know, we're, we're basically cattle. So how, yeah, but... and, and I guess you kind of explained that a little bit with the positive versus the negative and that there's, I guess, a small case of that, but it's, it's maybe on a level that most people can't comprehend when you start talking about the soul and that it's not necessarily a battle for your body, but it's a battle for your soul. And though we don't know right now why they want it, but that's what it seems is that, that counter argument. So, so how do you, how do you explain that or, 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 you know, counter that, that opinion of, well, aliens can't exist because if they did, they'd be blowing us up like independence day. Well, I basically, I just have to say, well, we don't fucking know enough. Like, that's just the flat out truth. We only like, Jesus, look at our history. We only just started busting into certain technologies in the last couple hundreds of years. A hundred, uh, 100, 200 years is fuck all when you consider how old the galaxy is or how old the universe is as far as we know. And who's to say that our science is all figured out? Every five years is a new breakthrough. Like people need to, I think, be a little bit more open-minded and understand that there's a lot we still don't know. We're still quite in, we're infants really in, in still learning about things. And it's very exciting because there's still a lot to learn. But, mm-hmm. you know, it's not, you should never assume that, you know, we already know it all because that's completely incorrect. It's just like if you think of, if you think back in time to when people thought the world was flat or that the, the, earth, the sun gravitated or rotated around the earth. And then when the first guy said, like, no, I actually, I think it's us going around the sun. And he was completely ridiculed. Like, people just naturally have this tendency to be very um, skeptical and kind of drag their feet to these changes and to information that makes them feel uncomfortable because it's not what they've been told. And unfortunately for us, that's like, in our society, I, I really do fear we've been told incorrect things about, well, for a lot of things. I feel like we've been fed a lot of information that we will have to be retaught one day. Um, yeah, I, I think that's a really, a really good point, actually, and you know, also speaks to the constant um, evolution of of humanity. And that, and that you're right. You know, a hundred years ago, we were thinking leeches were going to cure diseases, um, and you know, a lot of other things. Um, and you know, as, as definitely as technology and, and, and medical science continues to advance, and our understanding of you know our galaxy even is so small in comparison, and you know we don't even know that much about our own ocean. So it's it's really hard for I think a lot of people to maybe comprehend those changes, or you know, as as a species in itself, to think about what is you know how big is that the universe actually? Like it's not. I don't think we're at a place where our brain can truly comprehend that size, you know? Well, yeah, I absolutely agree. And, and also to kind of touch on, um, on like something that you had mentioned before, uh, basically if like, who's to say that there isn't a connection between like science and spirituality. And the, the point I'm going to bring up here is DMT. Like who's to like DMT you, you've heard, you've obviously heard uh, testimony of people that have done DMT, and so I'm glad I'm glad you you came down this because it was on my my speaking notes to uh, to talk about about DMT. So can we just take a quick step back and for our listeners who are not 
fully aware of of psychedelics or or drugs can you can you do a, a quick background on what dmt is where it comes and then we can get into the connection and the, and the spirituality piece of it all right stop right there let's uh let's take a break from the the shenanigans to talk about our sponsor today audible head over to audibletrial.com slash jumbled and get your free 30-day trial and a free audiobook this month's book that i am going to recommend to you my my listeners my beautiful listeners is stay hungry by sebastian maniscalco if you don't know sebastian maniscalco he's a comedian he's really funny i recommend you uh, checking his stuff out especially this book it talks about uh, the 20 year span between the age of 24 when he arrived to LA and uh, now at 44, uh, where he is uh, on the Forbes list of highest earning comedians. He sells out arenas, and that is all um, comes from humble beginnings. So it's just the tale of the 20 years from him just starting out and getting on the stage with very little money in his pocket to where he's where he is now so if that sounds interesting to you absolutely head over and check out that book if that doesn't sound interesting to you cool audible's got so many other books um, that you can peruse through and you can pick any one of those books to listen to for your first 30 days um, and i would highly recommend uh, doing so pick something you know it's free Anyway, head over to audibletrial.com slash jumbled. Get that free 30-day trial and a free audiobook. Thank you, Audible. Thank you, guys. And now we got to get back to the podcast. Yeah, sure. Uh, actually, one other thing I would like to bring up, too, before we do that is you had talked about why do, why would they not come to our planet like aliens and pillage and rob and take all our resources or whatever. They don't need it. They, they can man- manifest it from nothing. Like you got to understand like these things, these beings are so far advanced. They can literally manifest a ship from thought from the fourth density in TARS. And, and that's what they, you know, that's what these beings claim they can do. Like, and they've already done, um, like even throughout our history, there's a lot of objects that were built a very long time ago that, you know, we're not quite sure how humans built them and we're not sure if humans did build them. Just going to leave that at that. Interesting. Now, as for DMT, DMT is dimethyltryptamine, and it is it can be secreted from your body. Like it comes from uh, your pineal gland in one other place. I can't. What was it? There's one other place in your body that it secretes from, and what they suspect is that DMT could possibly detach your soul from your body, and it because they believe that it's secreted right before you die. And it may be what actually like pops you out right before you die, or and what gives you that the 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 feeling that people have claimed they've had when they've had near death experiences, which seems to break a barrier where it makes them easier to go thereafter as well. Um, and it basically gives you one of the craziest trips you'll ever have in your life. I myself have not done it. I'm still undecided of whether I'd like to do it one day or not because there is supposedly a way you can get to that point without using the drug. So. I would be curious to see if I could do that. Uh, but yeah, and there's a so, lot of interesting so things about it. Let's let's talk a little bit about the connection of DMT and, and going on that trip and some of the, the reading that I've I've done on it because it's, it's something that I find both interesting and absolutely terrifying and, and we can get into the, the terrifying piece of it. Um, but 
as being the the key or or the the doorway to to other dimensions and and you know what are these dimensions and you know and why why is it that that people or you know scientists researchers feel that DMT is this link and you know and this is a little bit of a loaded question because we've talked about DMT in quite detail and so I'd love for you to share you know like the DMT dimension and the 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 strange kind of eerie coincidences of people who have have used DMT who have you know seen similar things or been in similar worlds and whatnot. Well, I mean, I can't really testify to the experience, but I can testify to the experiences that I've like heard about. Uh, and one thing is, there's like a. It's very hard for people when they come back from a DMT trip to really try to explain what they saw and experienced into words like the words that we have in our language just don't do it justice and the other weird thing is that a lot of people say when they come back this feels like a dream that felt like real like that felt more real wherever they went than here the other thing is like time goes completely different when you're there like even though someone might be out for 10 minutes on a dmt trip they may have been gone for 30 45 minutes in their own perception um, and there's a lot of, you know, it's, it's, I would highly recommend people go and look up DMT trip explanations. It's, it's very interesting. And like you hear stuff about people talking to their past lives. There's a entire documentary about DMT on Netflix called, uh, the spirit molecule, uh, by Dr. I think it's Rick Strassman. And then he also has a book as well called DMT, the spirit molecule. I haven't read it yet, but I'm, it's on the list of things to do. Um, and I would, yeah. And there is a, there's actually a group of scientists, hopefully when, if Mike does the fact checking for this, he can find the article for it. But there is a, there was an article about scientists that were doing a DMT dispensing machine to try to communicate with entities because everyone that goes on these DMT trips, a lot of them talk about, they talk to entities while they're there. And these entities are usually very like, positive they're very like they're trying to calm them down they're trying to show them a lot of things like because they know they only have a limited amount of time and they're trying to show them all this shit but i i really think the reality is i don't think our brains can handle what we're seeing i don't think we can comprehend it i don't even think we're meant to comprehend it quite yet i think it's something you might get to in your evolution but that that's like the time that it would take to go from where you are now to that is god knows how long mm-hmm. god knows so how many lifetimes overclocking your brain in in many ways so or stimulating it just just giving you like a hey guess what everything you saw thought was bullshit this is actually it and you're like what the fuck so one of the things around dmt that you know really intrigues me but also terrifies me is that you you know you talked about people using dmt to go to this other dimension to solve a problem that they're facing um you know, back home in, in, in our world. And you shared a story about a guy and, and I won't do it justice. So I hope you remember what I'm re- mentioning. Um, and if you could, you know, add the details about a guy who went on a DMT trip and, and I think his experience was being eaten alive by alligators. Oh, I, that was Mike who actually knows that story. I, that's, I think in the book, but yeah, if I remember correctly, and this is, I could be wrong about this. There's a guy who's being eaten alive while being basically raped from behind in this trip. And it was just really strange shit. And 
I want I don't want to scare people. But I will tell you this. And when this conversation came up that that we talked about this, I will say that we were actually talking about how almost every single one of the people who had a DMT experience said it was very positive for their life, including this individual. And I don't know how that translated into his life or how that became a positive experience because that sounds fucking terrible. But apparently it did. And a lot. And if you go and look, a lot of people that do do DMT, it, it does steer their lives in a in a better direction for them for whatever reason. It's like they they get an answer or whatever they're looking for, they get it in a form they might not understand at first, but it clicks to them later. Yeah, I think that's that's the idea of I guess if it forces you to face your fears or your your current challenge. I don't know if I want to deal with that. You know. Well, that's why it's saying, like, I'd rather do it the hard way. Like, I think I'd rather, you know, spend the whatever last decades I have of my life maybe trying to get to that level through whether it be meditation or astral projection or whatever method. Uh, I think you'd get more yield out of it because you'd have more control. You eased into it instead of just basically strapping yourself to a rocket and blasting off. Yeah. It's it's still... Tempting, a terrifying temptation, you know? Well, I really think that fear is the barrier to almost every next step. Like, you have to go through fear, uh, it seems, to get past anything. It's that uh, leap of faith uh, feeling or that phrase, right? You got to, sometimes you just got to face it and go forward and and hope for the best. So, you shied away a little bit. um, So, and you can feel free if I I go somewhere you don't want to go around and you were kind of alluding to things that that civilizations have built that we don't know how they've done it and and what does that look like so obviously things that jump to mind are the pyramids and you know other giant temples and and, you know that were built hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years ago so what are your thoughts on alien influence in that and that do you you know have you in stuff that you've read have you seen some some justification or or science around you know supporting that theory of of you know alien influence or intervention Mm, so there's i guess two things i guess that come to mind right away and one of them is a man named graham hancock and he does uh he's a journalist and he's done a lot of uh pieces and books uh about these old monuments from another time and one of them is about the pyramids or one of his references is the pyramids and a lot of what a lot of people don't know is that the pyramids weren't just built like they're not it's not just a pyramid it was also aligned with the stars like it was it was built with amazing precision um and they've still they're still discovering things about it today like uh, there there was a, a large chamber that was recently discovered underneath of it and it's funny that that got discovered recently because I read this book called The Law of One. And The Law of One is basically um, a woman is channeling uh, uh, and being known as Ra uh, through – well, yeah, through channeling. But she's channeling this sixth density being known as Ra. And Ra says to her that there is – you know, I believe he makes mention that there is a cavern below – the pyramids. I may be wrong on that on my reference, but I'm pretty sure it was in there that he mentions that. He also mentions that he helped build the pyramids, and they asked, they did ask him how, and he basically brought it into thought, like he brought it from thought into reality, and that's how he di- he did it. And then they used that template, as far as I know, to build the other ones. But he, 
yeah, he that's what the book claims. Interesting. And uh, as so, I said with Graham Hancock, the the pyramids are aligned with the stars. They're obviously not now because that was a very long time ago, so the alignment would be out, but it's and that's not the only structure. There's also Gotepli uh Tepi. It means pot belly hill in in I believe Turkish. Um but that's another monument that was discovered recently, and it is even bigger than Stonehenge, bigger pieces. It was buried uh, buried almost immediately after it was built from the carbon dating they've done because they carbon dated the dirt that was it was buried by, and it was, I think, 10,500 years old. And that, again, was built not just monumentally huge for the time where you wonder how the hell these people were able even, even able to do this, but it's also aligned with the stars again. And there's there's uh, scriptures built in on some of the pillars. Hmm. That's pretty creepy. Yeah, and there's kind a lot. Again, cool, that's another but... area where you could just spend hours talking about just th- – there's a few other ones too. There's uh, these large stone heads that, are car- that were carved and left, I believe, in Africa. And they look um, – there's just these massive heads that were carved and no one knows where they came from. No, no, a lot of these things are still mysteries. But people are just so kind of like, oh, yeah, the pyramids. Oh, yeah. But it's like, no, no, no. You don't understand. That was built like oh, – it could be ten thousand or 12,000 years ago. Like we really don't know when the pyramids were built because you can't carbon date them. You can carbon date what's around them. But that doesn't mean it's the same age as the pyramids. So we really don't know how old they are. So why do you think aliens aren't helping us build shit now? I mean you see buildings falling and – you know, a bridge collapsed today or yesterday, sometime this week, you know, so clearly we're still struggling with some, some things. Um, and I, and I say that partially in jest, but why, why, you know, what's the theory behind coming in and, and helping us, you know, hundreds, thousands of years ago to build pyramids and temples and, and, you know, other kind of statues or, or whatever. And then, you know, they're st- they're not working with us now, or at least not in in a public sense. So, the thing with that is about thirteen thousand years ago, uh, and thirteen thousand years ago, they suspect that there was like a global cataclysm, like a you know something quite big happened that may have eradicated a lot of the population at the time. And okay. Yeah, so essentially these – it's weird because around that – so that happened and, and I believe Graham Hancock as, as well goes into that. Um, now the Sumerian civilization and the Egyptian civilization show up in our history out of nowhere, full written language. Uh, they were, the Sumerians were already using aqueducts which wouldn't be uh, used again I believe until the Roman times. I might be wrong on that, Mike. So back check me, but you get what I mean. Like these civilizations were already quite advanced where you wouldn't see that, that level of advancement again until, uh, maybe, you know, thousands of years later. And I, it could be speculated that the, the, they had to restart the experiment or restart the, uh, the earth watch, I guess you could call it, or the human race and start them back again in those locations and then help them out to get them started on the right foot and then let them go again. And then they, they're basically on their own after that. Cause I mean, if you, if you want something to mature, 
and you wanted to gain experience, you can't go in and do its task for it every time it falls or fails. You kind of have to let, you kind of have to let them do figure it out on their own. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like they can't come in and save the day every time we, we fuck up or every time we can't figure shit out. How do you ever grow if you can't learn from your mistakes? The, The unfortunate side with us is that, you know, with the way our society is structured is that we seem to progress very slowly in learning that because everything's focused more <laughs> about money than it is about I was gonna say, progression. We're, we're slow learners, that's for sure, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, so we're coming close up to uh, to the hour here. So I, I got a couple things I want to dive into with you. So the, the one you talked about channeling. And I know when we did our camping trip this past summer, you talked about, I can't remember what the terminology was, but summoning or calling for like a showing or a viewing or something. So can you, can you share a bit about that and, and has that successfully happened before? What do you, what, like, what do you mean? Like, uh, what, what do you mean you, a summoning or a viewing? I, I, uh, like if, I know if you about call for. But... If you call for you know the aliens to come, they'll they'll make themselves present. But it, you said you said it takes like focus and a group of people. And, oh no, that was that was something different. That was the CE five initiative, and that was started by um, again that start that was started by Stephen Greer, and he has an app you can get that it guides you through what you need to do that. And there's a lot of people. There's actually a lot of YouTube videos where you can look up where people have gone out in groups and done this. And yeah, these you know, colored orbs show up in the sky and the horizon or, and they'll show up sometimes in pyramid patterns. Sometimes nothing will show up, but it's basically a call out to say like, Hey, if you're in the area and we wouldn't mind seeing you, if you wouldn't mind showing yourself to us and that if they want to answer, they answer. Yes, you're, you're, you're dialing a phone number and, and hoping someone's on the other end. Don't know if, if, you know, I'd want someone to answer that call though. I guess, if you you truly have that experience, then maybe it it drastically changes your your outlook on on life. So, um, so the last one that I have for you is I think the one that gets the most flack from you know people on the other side of of this theory, um, trying to disprove disprove it. And I know I've seen it, um, you know, be mentioned in jest a few times in you know modern television and whatnot. But it's the the lizard people who live on our earth underground who are physical beings. So dive into them a little bit. And if I recall correctly, you said they were part of, you know, the negatives. Um, and, and, and I would, to be honest, everything that you've said up to now, to me on some level, I'm like, hmm, this is kind of cool. It's, I don't think it's that much more far fetched than, than any Bible story or any other religion. Um, but I do struggle with the idea of physical beings living you know, in the depths of our, of, of earth where we haven't come across them really. Yeah. So uh, it, let's like, uh, let's indulge for a second that, you know, this, all some of this stuff is true. And let's say that we've already started on a road to disclosure and let's say, you know, all the truth comes out and let's say one of those shreds of the truth is the fact that, you know, we, this is not our planet in fact, and that we share it with quite a few different cities that are underground pot like uh yeah it would be quite a shock to people that, that, that to learn that and it's funny because a lot of the whistleblowers that have come forward have said a lot of these major reptilian bases actually fall directly under military bases like they're deeper down 
And there's supposedly a lot of underground military bases as well, because you got to remember, like, uh, about what is it, like, seven hundred billion the U.S. spends on uh, their military every year, and about I think maybe two hundred billion of that goes into goes to the Pentagon, and a bunch of it goes missing after that. It goes into black projects, and you have no idea where it goes. Which again, I would recommend you watch Unacknowledged because it he'll Stephen Greer does re- a really good job at touching in on this stuff. They they. Yeah, there's bases apparently underneath the ground, and they have been working in conjunction with the reptilians for quite some time. Apparently. So, and what's what's the so the U.S. government or all governments? Is it just a north? Are they are they centralized in North America? Are they are they influencing in positive ways, negative ways? Like, what's what's their agenda to the you know from what you've read? I mean. Well, I guess you'd have to almost go back and, you know, you know, the whole Roswell thing, the whole Roswell crash. Well, I meant to ask you about what your thoughts were on that, if that's a real deal or not. Well, okay. So what they claim is that the Ros- when the Roswell crash happened, they, they, were get, they basically inherited uh, extraterrestrial technology and then reverse engineered it. Now, they had the choice whether that they could have shared it with humanity, which would have given us free energy. It would have given us advanced medical. It would have given us everything. Like we – the last 70 years would have been completely different, completely different. But they didn't. They chose to instead walk down, you know, a darker path for what – and you know what? Their reasons originally may have been good. I don't know. I don't know the details of it. Like they may have originally thought, I don't think people can handle this right now. I think they'll fucking lose their minds. Yeah, and, you know, maybe I've already lost mine. I don't know. But – uh but uh yeah they they may have had good intentions where they're like you know if people found out this i don't think they could handle it so maybe they kept it as a secret for a bit but regardless from what it's when you know what these whistleblowers have said is that it's become it's come to the point now where it's like it's almost like a totally a total breakaway civilization where they're hundreds of years more advanced than what we have down here like they had there's people that say that they had uh ipads that make our current ipads look like you know toys in 1980 like that's how far ahead some of these people say they are and and the craziest thing is is like you wonder okay well if there's this many people in this secret space program how the hell has one of them not come forward yet apparently they keep them all very compartmentalized apparently they rule also by fear they have very strict non-disclosure agreements and if you do try to do that, you know, there's obviously they, – they do basically mafia tactics. You will be fucking killed. You will – your family will be killed. You will be – it's super intimidation. Like it's it's rule by fear. That mm-hmm. is always the negative way. It is always to rule by fear. Positive will always be full transparency out in the open. We'll talk about it. We'll deal with it. But you don't hide things. So what stops the positives from just – eliminating the negatives well i think it's the cosmic law thing again like you you can't just like you you can't just because you don't like what they're doing doesn't mean they don't have the right to do it as long as they're following the rules so it's it's really not necessarily a a right versus wrong because both of those things are are quite subjective but i think the focal point is the you know the fear and you know, aggression and suffering side or a way of doing business per se to really generalize it. Um, you know, I don't know if it fully applies versus, you know, being 
transparent and encouraging and consultative and supportive, which, you know, traditional norms would say that is right or good versus versus evil. Yeah, and evil kind of sharpens the edge of good and vice versa, right? Like as you challenge each other, you know, you you will end up pushing each other to become better and develop. It's it's kind of the game, right? You have to have duality to get that going you have to have friction to create fire you have to have uh it, it just seems you to can't be have the, one the without the other Ex- well yeah yeah i agree in our in our existence you can't but it's it's crazy because they say that in you know i guess what you'd call expanded reality there are portions where evil does not exist like evil was made after love and after good and free will it wasn't uh and we're talking like way out there now but you get what i mean it, 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 duality yeah. exists where we where we are now, but it does not mean it exists everywhere. Okay, so we're basically hit the time. So I want to I want to ask you one last question, mm-hmm. and it is it's a multi part question. So after you know doing all this research and and you know reading both sides of the story, because I know I know you're you're diligent in everything that you read, um, you know. Have you have you found some form of peace or acceptance, or has this in some way, you know, reading all this maybe make the uh, the day to day challenges that that people face, you know, a little bit more palatable, or you know, are you less stressed about things? Are you are you less concerned about you know global war or you know a lot of the day to day bullshit big picture things that we we don't really have control over individually um and then the the follow-up piece to that would be with everything that's going on and you mentioned disclosure and i didn't i meant to get you to to define disclosure but what would be something that you are excited about in this process as as humanity you know works towards you know the next the next density level and what makes you nervous about it all uh, well, I guess so. The first part, uh, it was a roller coaster learning all of this because some of it is very dark. We didn't really get into it this time around, and I don't really like getting into it if I can help it. But it, you know, it, it's there's there's really dark, terrible things that have been done to us and to in, completely innocent people, and that you know really pisses me off. I don't think that we should live in a world where that happens. So. Uh, it's pretty clear after that where you want to go. You want to go where the light is. And to do that, I mean, we're pretty, I'm pretty helpless. Like I can't, there's not much I can do other than just treat, you know, my friends and my family and the people I work with as best that I can and just be fair and be good. And that's, I guess, how you preach it just by living it. And then um, to expand off that, I guess, you know, it's a th- it's a time thing, man. Like it just... You know, people, yeah, people just have to come to, like, with disclosure, including this, you people just have to get there on their own. Like, you can't drag people kicking and screaming to learn the truth. If they want to learn, like, they want to, like, keep looking at Snapchats of, like, Kim Kardashian's ass, like, there's not much you can do about it. They're going to do that until they don't want to do it anymore. You kind of just have to let people develop on their own, and hopefully they get, uh, they one day get the spark where they're like, you know, something doesn't seem right. I want to do something about this. And I wish there was more that I could do to, you know, change things or bring it to people's attention. But uh, no, I don't regret looking into this. I feel like it's made me much more conscientious 
Um, there is a line that I do draw it at where it's like, I believe up to here and then everything beyond that is speculation. And one thing I definitely believe is that we do absolutely need full disclosure because that's the only way you're going to get any answers. And if you're wondering what disclosure is, disclosure is basically like all the dark, all the deep top secret projects, every, every negative act, every bad thing, everything that's ever been hidden or covered up, just let it all out. All the info, just out to everybody that's what full Mm -hmm. disclosure is is no secrets everyone's on the same page and once everyone's on the same page then we can start working on what we're going to do because like if if, you know i think a lot of people that get into this stuff immediately go to this idea that the extraterrestrials are just going to swoop down and save the day and that's not the case it's it's this is our trial to do if and regardless of whether you believe in extraterrestrials or not, I do believe there's enough evidence out there if you look to push for disclosure because it is there's you know, there's a lot of bullshit out there. There's a lot of things that don't make sense. For example, like every friggin' bank in the world, like all the money comes from basically private banks, which is another discussion we'll mm-hmm. get into. But that is fucked. Think about it. Whoever controls the money in a world ran by money controls the world. It's just as simple yeah. as that. There's only three ba- – like what is it? Like three banks or four banks were left that are not private Federal Reserve banks and they were Afghanistan, Syria, North Korea and I think it was Yemen. Well, guess what? Like Afghanistan now has one after they invaded. Um, Syria is definitely going to have one after they're done with them. Well, maybe. We'll see. But you get my point, right? Like there's there's a lot of mm-hmm. – there's a lot of parts to this. There's a lot of moving parts and there's a lot of stuff that's in our like layer or our chess piece – of the four dimensional chess game that's going on that needs to be taken care of. And it's, it's a very complicated issue. It's a very deep, complicated issue. Right. Well, and you bring up a good point for, for my, my closing, closing comments around, you know, why are we jumping right into aliens, which is maybe some the biggest and one of the most controversial and challenged theories out there. But I, and you, you touched base on it here a little bit that the reason why I wanted to start with aliens is because I, I feel like this is the the core or the the cause. It connects to everything. Um, it, the connection to everything. Yeah. So when as we continue with this series and we start, you know, breaking down into more defined conspiracy theories, there, there will be some some uh, some connections and some you know overlaying information that that you will hear from having this episode that, you know, that will touch base on that and then will help, help provide some context to those conversations. So that was definitely the goal for, for focusing in on, on aliens for, uh, for this episode, for episode one of uh, jumbled um, conspiracy series. Uh, I want to take a, a quick moment again to thank you, Jer, for, for coming on and, and sharing, um, you know, this information and you, you definitely did, did it justice. And, and I, the reason why I wanted to bring you on was I just, I, you've spent countless hours researching this, and I didn't want to half-ass this project. Um, I, I really enjoyed this this conversation. Um, I'm I'm sure our listeners will too. It was, it was quite fascinating, and I think you know your general message of you know don't be an ass, be compassionate, um, and think for yourself. You know, and I think that's that's the piece that 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 brings me joy when it, when I hear you speak about that. Is that it's it's not a a fear or 
you know, the world doesn't matter because aliens are going to do this or that. It's you need to take the time to, to grow as a person and, and to be be a good person. And I think that's a, a really interesting twist on, you know, what what I think modern people think of aliens. And it's so much X-Files and anal probes and and all this. But I, I think there's a much deeper meaning to this or, or message. And I, I think you see you see that. And, uh, and I'm really glad to have been able to uh, at least scratch the surface of it with our listeners. So thank you so much for uh, for coming on. And I'm looking forward to uh, doing some more of these. Um, and we'll we'll start gathering some topics, um, and uh, we, we'll definitely connect again. Oh yeah, th- th- thank you so much for having me on, and I would absolutely love to come on again and kind of uh, get more into the nitty gritty of some of these topics because we really did just scrape the surface on a lot of them, and we didn't even, you know, ask one of the most important questions, which is why don't they want us to have the alien technology? That's Ooh, it. Ask yourself that, is... that. Why don't they? Why? What? What's another reason why? And I'll give you a hint. That it, is, it has to do with it, money. That is a lovely, lovely cliffhanger. And uh, that's that's a good place to leave it. So real quick, you've mentioned a couple of YouTube videos. Um, it was The Spirit Molecule and Unacknowledged. Any other sources that you would be good for people who have, you know, that we've maybe piqued their interest um, or have given them that, that you know, push that they needed to start digging into this on themselves for themselves. Yeah. Yeah. I do actually have a list of uh, names here and uh, their association. And also just to clarify, it, uh, they're on Netflix, uh, not YouTube, but uh, yeah, Netflix, uh, unacknowledged by Stephen Greer and then spirit molecule. And Stephen Greer has another one out called Sirius. Uh, it's another documentary that you might find interesting. And so I guess one thing I'll say, I'll share a few sources that you guys can go to for some interesting information about, you know, anything really uh, deep state or aliens or conspiracy or, or even just some of the reality of this, you know, so there's some of this is not even conspiracy. Some of it is a shockingly reality. But so uh, I'll list the organization that they belong to and then the name. So there's NSA, you have William Benny and Edward Snowden. For CIA, you have uh, John Kirakow. I hope I spelled that right, but it's John K-I-R-A-K-O-U. There's Robert David Steele and Kevin Shipp. All those are CIA whistleblowers. There's Sybil Edmonds, who's an FBI whistleblower. There's, and then the, for the SSP, the Secret Space Program, there's Corey Good, Emery Smith, William Tompkins. And then David Wilcock is not a whistleblower, but he is a facilitator for a lot of these people. Um, for ET or disclosure, which is more the stuff that touches on. Um, I don't know, more close to home, I guess you could say, is Stephen Greer, who I've already mentioned, Paul Hellier, who's the former Defense Minister of Canada, uh, Tom DeLong, uh, former uh, bassist or guitar. No, he's a guitarist, right, for Blink-182. Uh, yeah. And then some of the contactees that I've listened to or read about, which I, f- I found their stories interesting. And a remi- uh, just a reminder, I'm not saying what these people are saying is true. Again, that's for you to decide. Uh, but for contactees, there's Alex Collier, uh, Billy Myers. Uh, and then for – I would recommend anyone to check out The Law of One. There's a website where you can actually just go and type in uh, subjects and it will come up with what was said when they asked uh, Raw about these things. And it just – it's interesting. I find it interesting. Excellent. Well, thank you so much for, for sharing that. And uh, definitely for our listeners, take some time, do some research on your own, enlighten yourself, make your own decisions – 
Uh, this has been a, a fantastic episode one of uh, Jumble Conspiracy Series. Thank you again, Jer. I'm looking forward to us getting together again. Yeah, no problem, man. Thank, thank you again for having me, and uh, I hope you guys all enjoy. Have a good day. All right, we're gonna throw it. We're gonna throw it to Zach. He's going to do the the standard outro because I'm horrible at at that, as you all know. So, uh, Zach, take it away. Thanks, Johnny. Thanks, Jer. Hey, I uh, hope you guys enjoyed that one. I'm gonna be honest. I haven't listened to it. I just skimmed through it because it's late and I'm tired and I didn't want to listen to it yet. But I'm gonna listen to it tomorrow and I will give you guys my thoughts on the episode next week. Um, but I hope you enjoyed it. Um, and I did catch a few things. I wouldn't have had any like actual content to contribute to this podcast. Um, I, and as Johnny said, I did have uh, other stuff going on tonight. So um, we we definitely are appreciative that that Jared decided to step in and uh, and help us out. Um, so let us know what you think about this uh, this week's episode. Want to take a second to thank our sponsor, Audible. Head over to audibletrial.com/jumbled. Get your free 30-day trial on a free audiobook. Thanks, Audible, and thank you guys for continuing to support Audible and support Jumbled. Um, and we appreciate you. Also, if you want to become a patron, head over to patreon.com/jumbled and give what you feel comfortable with giving. Uh, We're on all social media at Jumbled Podcast. If you want to reach out to us via email, uh, maybe some more conspiracy theory ideas, uh, that would be jumbledpodcast at gmail.com. We, of course, are on um, SoundCloud. We're on Google Play Music. We're on Stitcher. Thanks to everybody who continues to listen on Stitcher. Uh, and all of our platforms. And we are also on iTunes. Head over to iTunes. Give us a rating and review, please, even if you listen on some other platform. It's really where the advertisers sort of go to check it all out, make, see, just sort of gauge where our podcast is sitting uh, so we can get future advertisers who, you know, maybe it'll those advertisers will pique your curiosity a little bit more than, uh, than what we've given you so far. We're always looking for ways to uh, improve our podcast. Um, so give us any feedback on any of our, any, any way, any way you want to. We appreciate it. And uh, that's going to do it. Thanks, guys, for listening this week. Uh, make, make sure to check back next week for another episode of Jumbled, your favorite podcast about aliens. Ooh. We're not alone. (laughs) See you guys.